The boys are back in town. Hey, welcome to another marvelous episode of Read and React, brought to you by the good folks of Real Ones Productions, a show where we read the headlines and give you our takes. Today with me, I have the best in the business, Jalen Wilson, host of Bald Don't Lie, with A, Steezy, and beat writer for The Writing Alumni, and senior editor for R1P. Also with me today, I got the man, the myth, the legend, and the waviest, you heard me, I said the waviest to ever do it, Moon Vibes, host of Fantasy Vibes Hoops. And he just brought back Fantasy Vibes. I'm super excited for that. And he's a beat writer for R1P. Fellas, how y'all doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, to clarify, KT brought back to, for everybody don't know. He, he, uh, Fantasy Vibes is more focused on football. So uh, just in case everybody that don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, shout out to shout out to R1P. Um, last year we were, we was doing it. I, I had a lot of growing pains to do. You know, being a new father. You know, working like crazy. So I wasn't able to give fantasy vibes how I wanted it to. But this year, I'm on y'all head. No kid, no kizzy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the boys are back in town. Hey. So, <clears throat> make sure y'all go check out all of our content on Real Ones Productions page on, on, on YouTube. I'm telling you, we about to go crazy. Fellas, let's get right into it. Uh, we got a lot of topics today. And the first one I want to get into, I can't wait to hear y'all takes. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill stated that it is not his job to mentor Malik Willis. Fair statement. Heard it before. LaShawn McCoy did not like that answer. And he called out Tannehill on Twitter stating that if you don't want to be a mentor, I get it. But don't call yourself a good teammate. If anything happens to you and he needs to replace you, let's pray he's prepared. Winning is the only stat that matters if you're a good teammate. Moon. I know Moon about to go in. Give me your take, Moon. I wish this was live so I can look directly into the camera and, and tell y'all how I feel. And y'all can feel it, you know. My voice will do, do itself justice. I wanted to make sure that I'm not just listening to this out of context and just going based off of a snippet. But based on that snippet that they put out, it didn't look good for him. And then reports are coming out that, oh, well, Ryan Tannehill is an amazing teammate in Miami. And Ryan Tannehill has been an amazing teammate in Tennessee. Well, why am I just hearing about this? If he was an amazing teammate, wouldn't we hear this about this more? Dang, this is how you coming, Ryan Tannehill? All right, this is this is how we moving this year? Okay, from the surface level, I get what you're saying. I get it totally. You're competing. He reads the same playbook as you, everything like that. And there's been reports that Ryan Tannehill's, you know, been wanting to take this year more seriously and... You know, with him and the loss of two wide receivers, two of his top wide receivers in the the last year, really the last calendar year for real, it made me think like, okay, well, he has every right to feel that way. But I really do feel like winning is really all that matters. You were in a situation with Marcus Mariota where he was playing and his his play started to tear off. Were were you getting mentored by um, Marcus Mariota? Was where you were just the odd man. You was just waiting on a chance to get in, waiting to get some shine. You took that and you ran with it. But I say that because how you get something is usually how you lose it. <clears throat> he was in a situation where they basically said, Marcus Mariota, like, even though we drafted you, we're going to go with a guy that's a wide receiver turned quarterback. He, he's shown some flashes because you didn't play up the par, because you didn't do what, when, 
hey, we got to look in another direction. And that literally sent Marcus Mariota down this, like, this to the journeyman side of it, where he has to go to different teams and have to know what it feels like to to be on a scout team and then, you know, not be the guy anymore. And now he's with my Falcons. I bring that out because how you get something is usually how you lose it. I'm afraid that Ryan Tannehill is going to lose, lose, uh, lose his job to Malik Willis in the same fashion that Ryan Tannehill took Marcus Mariota's job. It's not even afraid. I feel like it's going to happen. They drafted him in the third round, bro. As much as we talk about how he fell and everything, like a lot of the quarterbacks fell. There was only one that got drafted in the uh, first round. And to be honest, if the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't take him, then I was nervous that there wasn't going to be a quarterback selected in the first two rounds. Let's just keep it a buck. I didn't really like the comment. I didn't really care for it. It just kind of confused me and everything because I know that it's not your job to mentor. And I know that Malik Willis will have to come to you and say, hey, Ryan, can, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? But if you're already putting this out and casting this out into the atmosphere and your words have power, regardless of how much context that we talk about it, your words have power, bro. And Ryan, if you listen to this, if you ever come across this, your words have power. So it's not even about, oh, my gosh, they're, they're taking a snippet. You spoke it. Out into the atmosphere, bro. So now, if I'm Malik Willis, I'm like, oh, that's all smoke with you. I'm literally trying to take your job. If I if I wasn't in that, that wasn't my mindset before, I'm trying to take your job. What will be crazy about it is that when it happens, I doubt we're going to see all that talking noise about Carson Wentz the other last year. Not So not last year with the Colts, but the year before when Jalen Hurts ended up replacing Carson Wentz and everybody was saying that, oh, well, Carson Wentz, you could have handled it better. You could have did this. And everybody was saying, oh, at the same time, Carson Wentz is an amazing teammate. Bro, like all that teammate noise gets thrown out of the window when we're talking about business decisions that's made by an NFL team. And at the end of the day, I, d- I do feel like he's on notice. And he really scared, to be honest, um, that and he I can get it from a competitor's side. Like, hey, you you need to prepare the same way that I prepare. You need to watch film the same way that I watch film. I'm not about to give you a handout. However. As you see what the reaction is, not everybody agrees with that sentiment. How do y'all feel about it? Great take, man. <clears throat> this is interesting. Rookie camps have not started. OTAs have not started. Minicamp has not started. Training camp has not started. Preseason has not started. You say this now? The draft just happened. A week ago. A week from the day ago. This this is interesting. Jalen, talk to me. Buddy, <sighs> thinking about that, bro. <laughs> I really don't like Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. Never really been a big Ryan Tannehill fan. Wasn't last year. Um, you know, even though despite, you know, some articles and uh, saying he was a top eight quarterback and a person uh, not going to name that person. He's not with us right now. Uh, but we do all know him uh, saying he was top 10. This. Um, so I wasn't too fond of him last year. Wasn't too fond of him the year before that. Didn't care for Miami days either. Um, but I was just sitting there. I'm like. I'm like, bro, talking like he Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, I get it. Because they drafted Jordan Love and you're still Aaron Rodgers. Like, you still have years and years ahead of you. Ryan Tannehill, bro, you don't have nothing but like a year left. 
Do, do y'all know Ron Tannehill cap hit if uh, the Titans cut him this this season? What is thirty four million? Just for, just for a million? No, no, no. Uh, thirty four million. Oh, thirty four million. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's stuck. Hey, they're stuck. With him. You know the cap uh, hit? Sorry. Nah, what's, what's the cap hit for the twenty three season? Four million. It's just four million. So twenty twenty three season, his cap is four million, which is telling he's me gone. that. Listen, yeah, he's gone. Um, and the Titans are just prepared for it. Like the writing's on the wall, right there, Ron Tannehill. You're not Aaron Rodgers to where you get the special treatment to where, you know, the team hitting you up like, okay, yeah, we still want you, even though we got this quarterback right behind you. We still kind of want you because, uh, you know how talented you are. No, you're replaceable, bro. You're replaceable. You're you're in you're in the top twenty five quarterbacks in the league right now, but you ain't uh, you ain't that ten. You ain't that fifteen. Simple as that. Uh, but like I just didn't like these comments. I was like, "What's the point? Like, what's the point of making these comments? Like, he talking like, like, like he just Aaron Rodgers. Like, uh, what a Draymond tell uh Paul Pierce? You think you Kobe? They don't love you like that. You you ain't getting you ain't getting that uh that that tour like Kobe did. They don't love you like that. Like, yeah, the Titans don't <laughs> love you, bro. Like, get out here throwing comments and I, and I, and, I, and I like like what Kurt Warner said. He he. He, he was like, what's the point of the comment? It's saying you're not in the middle. Like, what does that do? At the end of the day, like, you got to look at me and be like, okay, what, Ron Sanders, you're 34? How many years do you exactly got left in the NFL? We don't, the world, the world is, they say the world will never know. Well, the world is about to soon find out. Um, There's been a lot of people, especially NFL players, coming out and, like, talking about this, about this uh, news. What he said and what Casey said is very important. He said OTAs ain't start yet. Rookie minicamps since not start yet. These dudes barely even got got settled in on on the campus. You know what I mean? Like f- for him, yeah, it's honest. But in your honesty, you just showcase where your heart is, and you just showcase what the what what, what you're concerned about, and almost like you told us a lot, right? But it gives us more to dissect because to be honest, I'm pretty sure that if you're an NFL player, former NFL player, whether you're, you know, the the vets that's already played, you know, in the past, whether you just got done, I'm pretty sure that you had somebody, you know, help you out and mentor you. He said that that's about that's part of being a, in a quarterback room in the same room we're competing against each other we're watching the same tape we're doing the same drills but the first part of your statement is that's a part of being in a quarterback room right the goal of a being in a room wide receiver quarterback whatever is to improve the and, and, and enhance everybody that's in the room why because winning is important we want to win. We're trying to make everybody better. So when you say that that's a part of being in the quarterback room, well, where you had the same mentality when Marcus Mariota was in front of you? Did you have the same mentality in your Miami days when you got saved by that Hail Mary? We don't want to talk about that, though. Uh, when we talk about this this comment or what he said, bro, it just rubbed me the wrong way because... Not only, I know there's people that's going to bring race and stuff into it. I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to stay on surface level. And I'll just say this. Yes, he's older. Yes, he's getting up there. No, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's an NFL starting quarterback. 
yes, he's probably salty that he just lost his star receiver. Yeah, he's probably salty that he lost Corey Davis too. <laughs> Should be coming he's about probably those still st- Yes, right. like that's what I'm saying. Like it's so much more to comment about and talk about than you appearing that way. Like they want to tell us not to hear what we heard. Right. Right. They want to <laughs> tell us to go go get context. Well, okay. Even if I got context, that doesn't change that I know the matters of this man's heart now. That right after the NFL draft, you sitting here telling me that, oh, well, you know, we're, we're in the same room. We're competing against each other. We're watching the same tape. We're doing the same drills. You haven't done no tape watching. You haven't done no drill watching. You haven't even started competing yet. But you already in your mind have to start because why? You know that the Mr. Father time is ticking even closer and closer and getting up there. And why? I feel like he would have had a totally different change of mind if it was Carson Strong that got drafted by the Tennessee Titans. Somebody that's not going to challenge his job. Oh, yeah, mentor. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, it's my job. It's my duty as a quarterback of this franchise to, to get everything done and, and help a young player grow. But when you see that starting job, you know, not as, not as, as comfortable and as, as it once was, we don't have any competition. And the Titans are kind of hitting that, look, bro, like, we kind of sick of your stuff right now. 34 mil? 34? Nah. Mm. I, I, I would pass. Like, at least when it comes to the, I'm not going to, this is not me judging you, Ryan Tannehill. This is literally just observations. They, what they call <clears throat> it, observe and report. <laughs> right. This is what it is. But don't try to sit here and tell me that, oh, I need more context when when I heard what this man said. <laughs> we heard what he said, but he's trying to tell me that we didn't hear what we said. No, nah, he didn't mean it like that. But he mean it. <laughs> like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. The craziest thing of, of this whole ordeal is that this this is very similar to a situation that happened back in 2012. Matt Flynn was one of the hottest free agents on the market, right? The Seattle Seahawks picked him up, and he was supposed to be the—he's supposed to be the starter. Draft comes in the third round, very similar. Uh, Seattle Seahawks drafted a guy from Wisconsin, by the way, of NC State because he played NC State too. Named Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson came in and lit it up in preseason and ended up taking Matt Flynn's job. We kind of seen it with the Dak Prescott, Tony Romo. Only difference is Tony Romo got injured. This happens. Ryan Tannehill, this is very un- uncharacteristic of Ryan Tannehill. He's always been kind of the uh, a yes man, uh, so to speak. So for him to come out and say this, he's very worried. It wouldn't surprise me by week one, Malik Willis was named the starting quarterback. Um, and they'll just have to deal with that contract until the next calendar year. Oh, take. Uh, Jalen said, and they'll, they'll be able to get rid of him. What were you saying, Mo? Bolt take this man better hope he don't get hurt. I'm talking about a foot sprain, uh, a ankle dislocated finger. Like he better hope that he don't miss no time. Because if he do, then that means that they're gonna have to think about the possibilities even more. That Malik Willis, oh my God, Malik Willis is a starting quarterback. You know how the media is. You remember when Dak Prescott came in, got drafted. Tony, similar situation. It's more closer. After the preseason, lit it up. After that game in the preseason in LA and against the Rams. Oh, my God. Dakota Prescott. Where did he come from? Oh, my God. Mississippi State? It's the still of the draft. <laughs> it's still of the draft. Like, they already saying that now. 
a lot of people was wondering, like, well, why did he fall that far? You know what I mean? And I just say, he, he better hope that he don't get hurt. And I, I'm not even have to go through anything. So you better keep your ducks in a row, my guy. Because uh, if I walk like a duck, quack like a duck, got feathers like one, too. It's not no squirrels. It's Aflac. And uh, Mr. Ryan Tannehill, look, we have our own opinions about you and your play, but your play is not up to par for you to be sitting here talking about you not about to mention nobody. Are you watching film? Mm. Are, what happened on the first play of the game and against the Cincinnati Bengals? Were you watching film? Did you have someone mentoring you and going through your headset saying, hey, Ryan, why did you throw a pass that that on a slant route to A.J. Brown and you missed him and then all of a sudden it's intercepted by who? Jesse Bates. Like, come on, bro. Like, if you're going to open up this door, then the door's box is going to open up too and we're going to have to start judging your play. And the fact of the matter is you ain't like that because if you was, then why are they drafting a the quarterback in the third round? I rest my case. Wow. Ryan Tannehill, your, your, your time is coming, sir. Uh, and I will definitely be monitoring this closely. So staying on the topic of the NFL, the 2022 NFL draft will go down in history as one of the most exciting drafts of all time, at least the first round. The Saints move up uh, to 11. Uh, uh, they traded with Washington to, to draft Crystal Olave. Detroit Lions moved up to 12 to draft Jamison Williams. And then Philly moved up to 13 to draft Jordan Davis. Uh, Arizona traded the 23rd pick to Baltimore for Hollywood Brown. Philly traded the 18th pick and some other pieces uh, to Tennessee for A.J. Brown. Fellas, 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 uh, talk to me about the draft. Talk to me about the draft grades. Let's start with Jalen. Draft grades. I mean, my high draft grades went to the Jets and the Ravens. Um, I really liked what they did with the uh, with with the draft. Uh, I believe the Ravens got Kyle Hamilton. Then they got David Ajabo. They got defensive line UConn. I don't know why I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, zero technique. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Travis Jones. Yeah, Travis, Travis Jones. Jones. Steel. Um, they got Jalen Armour Davis, who I'm not like. A, I I don't I don't like Jalen Armour Davis. I th- I <laughs> I, 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 I think that was a bad pick. Like y'all could have got Zion McComa at at that price. Um, but I actually like their draft. Uh, they also got Dan Falele, uh, uh from Minnesota, who I don't necessarily like right now, but I guess he can develop into something. He he's not a bad player. They got Charlie Coar, who is my favorite or I'm, I'm, I mean my favorite tight end in, in this draft and they got Isaiah Likely who is a good tight end also so my guess is they going back to like the 2019 Raven days where they were mostly a running attack team um, and also Marquise Brown requested a trade I guess he he didn't well he kind of like demanded a trade or requested it he didn't like like it was just like it was out of nowhere um, but they say like keep the reports down and get something back from him which he's not worth the first round pick, so I don't know why the Cardinals traded the first round pick for him. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Bro had ninety one catches on a bad or, or, or with with inconsistent quarterback play. Let's keep it real and a, and an office coordinator who only think you can run the ball. Like, come on, man! You gonna see the difference? And D Hop out for uh, the first six games. You gonna see, bro? But the Jets, uh, the Jets, I actually enjoyed their draft. They draft. They got. Who they get their first pick of one? Gary Wilson. Gary Wilson was like their second pick. They got uh, Sauce. Um, Sauce oh yeah, Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner. Um, Sauce Gardner. Gary Wilson. Jermaine Johnson. Brees Hall. Mm. I, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like they got somebody else in like the later rounds too that I liked. Uh, 
but like I really enjoyed their draft, especially from like it was like definitely top heavy. Um, who did they get in the late rounds? I was like, dang, that's just like a great pick in the late rounds. I, f- I forget who it was, but I remember texting Steve's. I was like, Michael Clemens, Jeremy who? Rucker, the Jeremy Rucker, Jeremy Rucker. He he was he was my second tight end. Um, in this draft, and I was just like, dang, like they drafted Jeremy Rucker too, and he's gonna be one on one overall. Um, no, uh, but I mean, at least I wouldn't draft the one on one overall in in like in like, in like fantasy uh, dynasty drafts in football. I don't know. I mean, unless you're talking about Brees Hall, but Jeremy Rucker probably not because I don't know how good he's gonna be. Um, but also like the Buccaneers had a great draft. They got Logan Hall. Uh, they they got that guard Luke Luke Luke. Uh, forget I say his last name, but I know he's from Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Godecki. Tay Tay Aden is good. I know they compare him to um, what's the tight end name on the Buccaneers? Which is funny because he's on the Buccaneers. OJ. You said who? Yeah, OJ or Cameron Britt. Britt. Uh, Cameron Britt. They got they got my favorite. Uh, well, not my favorite corner, but one of my favorite corners in the draft, Zion McCullum, who I thought was like a big steal in the fifth round. For especially for a team that like needs DB help that struggled with injuries in that, in that secondary last year, uh, I like I don't know how Tom Brady like works his magic, but somehow he does, and they get like another late round player that I think is going to be good. The Bears, y'all get what? Uh, uh, and you could continue. You could answer this afterwards. Who did you feel like didn't do enough in the drive? A team that really needed to make a spark in the drive, but just didn't do enough. A team that should have made a spark didn't do enough. I think the Browns. I I didn't really enjoy the Browns. Like I thought they needed a wide receiver, that, and, and they didn't attack enough to me. And I mean, I get you got Deshaun. You know, you you limited on picks. Uh, but I like I don't. Know, I feel like you could have traded Baker. Like I like I don't know what they they thought they were valuing Baker for. But I'm just like, uh, like really, you you didn't. I believe they only had like what four picks, five picks. They they had like a low amount of picks compared to every other team. Um, but I really wasn't like they didn't do enough. Uh, the Jaguars also didn't do enough. Uh, to me, drafting Trayvon Walker, um, who's not a solidified pass rusher, unlike uh Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson was terrible. Yeah, you drafted Devin Lloyd, who's a good player, but after that, you draft Chad Muma, who's the same position as Devin Lloyd, which I'm like. Okay, I guess it makes sense, but it really didn't to me. I don't, I don't even know if they got a wide receiver in the draft. And they got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and a whole bunch of other wide receiver threes and fours on their roster that they're going to have a wide receiver two and one. So, to, to, to me, they didn't do enough either. Mo? A lot of people are, at least draft grade people, I've been seeing them ripping the Colts, but like, bro, like they didn't even have... A pick to fifty third overall, and um, given what they had to do with the Carson Wentz trade, so that cost them a first rounder. Um, I felt like they were able to make up for at least somewhere. I love the Nick Cross pick. Um, I love I love uh, Bernard Raymond um, out of Central Michigan. Shout out to Brad uh, Jelani Woods out of Virginia. I'm like, bro, and you get Alec Pierce. I'm like, dude, they over here trying to surround Matt Ryan with a whole basketball team. Like, they got two tight ends in the draft. Uh, 
Andrew Ogletree, two out of Young Sante. I haven't really watched him until I, after after the draft. I went back and watched him. I think he possibly could be there. And then they need a DB hope. So yeah, I think they're they're later. A lot of people are knocking their their first day grades because they're like, well, why are you drafting Alec Pierce? To me, Alec Pierce, I watched him Cincinnati. Um, I, I I like him a lot. He was one of my sleeper wide receivers in a loaded in wide receiver drive class for this year. Um, so I, I like what the Colts did. Um, Kansas City, anytime you can get CB1, could come in, Trent McDuffie. You can get Carl Loftus, got Sky Moore, Leo Chanel, Jalen's guy. Like, that alone in itself was fire. Um, and I know, I know that day two for me was more impressive than day one. But, uh, for them to get Sky was like fire, especially since they they needed wide receivers. But they have so many wide receivers on their on their roster right now that it's gonna be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I think Corey Coleman, Jalen, is on their roster. You remember Corey Coleman first round? Are you talking Baylor? Yeah, it's Corey Coleman. <laughs> I think he's I think he's on their roster. I gotta Rick go back check. Yeah. <laughs> uh Chargers, I felt like I love that draft. John Johnson, Isaiah Spiller, KT's guy. I definitely like what they were doing, especially after adding Khalil Mack, bulking up their secondary. Philadelphia, um, I love their draft and their offseason, what they did. A team that I felt like could have been more aggressive is uh, Detroit. Like, oh, no, not, Detroit was pretty aggressive wow, in the, in the yeah, first. I want to hear this. Nah, it's, it's not about them trading. It's who you traded for. We all agreed that we didn't really like the Aiden Hutchinson pick, not because of hometown and all that type of stuff, but because you could have been more aggressive. Like that was a safe pick. That alone in itself is like you're already tweaking to start the draft. Does he come in? Does that their guy? They probably had him rated the highest number one player on the board. Boom. According to people, they already knew who they was about to pick. So they got in trouble from the league for turning in their cards too fast. Um, but I just, I don't know. Like, yeah, I traded up to Jam- traded up for Jamison, but at the same time, like you look at his draft, I mean, pictures and everything, that man does not look happy, bro. He does not look happy to be in Detroit. And that makes me have a little bit of cause for concern, especially if you, if they're, I know that they were in that middle of that wide receiver frenzy in that top, like picks eight through <laughs> that little mad dash we had in the first round. They wanted to get back in, but to be honest, I feel like I like the Kirby Jokes to pick Jalen Steve's guy, uh, Illinois. Like, but other than that, I'm like, bro, like, I could do without it. Like, I wish it just would have been more aggressive than the draft. And I think they could have been more aggressive by actually going best player available um, in the draft. Yeah, so, I get what you're saying. DeLon- that's why I feel like they, because if when, once you have the number two pick, we don't expect you to be picking here no more. And my fear is that they're going to be right back here next year. In 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 the lot in the, in, in the lot it's, it's a good possibility. Maybe not number two, but it may be top ten for sure. Not because I don't feel like the team is going to take strides, but because you could have got Kayvon at number two. You could have even if you're going to trade for a wide receiver. You saw how many defensive t- talent was on the board there. Like they, we know that defense needs help. Like it made me think to myself, like, are they just making a safe picks? Like, oh, you know what's crazy, bro. What? They changed their whole defensive system for this man. Bro, that's that's insane. For one player? Yes. And he's not even the best player on the board? Bruh. I like they, it. It was a 3-4 speed and space. That was their defense, right? Well, Coach Aaron Glenn, who has pretty much played in that defense his entire career, right? 
They changed their defense, and they can say it's not for him, but come on. We know it's for I mean, him. I mean, I like it just because it's like, okay, we just have to do second overall. Why not put him in the best position to, to succeed? And put that him part, as, as I agree. To that part, I agree with wholeheartedly. I mean, especially if you're going to make that pick. We talked about it when we was doing the live coverage of the draft. Like, you better be right. And how do you yes. make yourself be right? By shifting some things around it so you can make make things, you know, be better. You know, it, it would have been it would have been naive for them to still stay in that system knowing that they drafted Aiden Hutcherson. But I just feel like they could have did more in the draft. And I was like kind of disappointed that they didn't do more because like outside of the day one, I'm like, OK, they got Josh Pascal, Kirby, Kirby, uh, Joseph. Um, I'm not sleeping on Malcolm Rodriguez out of Oklahoma State. Um, definitely can add depth to their backers and also be on special teams as well. Like. I'm not. I'm not just just tearing him down. But Jamison, we don't know how long he's gonna be ready. You mean to tell me Jahan Dawson was still there? Like, there's some receivers are still there. And then even on top of that, I think that they got. It made me feel like, well, dang, like, how much do you believe in Amaran St. Brown? Like, how much do you believe in the talent that you already have there for you to go get Jamison? Who I mean, I. Is- I, I mean, I mean, I think they believe in Omar St. Brown. It's just that we need other wide receivers besides Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond around him. Oh no, they got DJ Shark. They got they got some 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 pieces. It's it's not. <laughs> I just wanted them to do more, bro. I just wanted them to be more aggressive. So you can't be aggressive if you're making a safe pick. So that's my. I guess that's my point. At least on day one, like. Go ball, go balls to the wall, bro. Like you're not, especially if you don't want to be here again. I don't think that they took best player available. I think that they said, "Oh, we like our guy, and this is our fit." And to them, they might have thought he's best player available, but not on the whole draft board. You get Kayvon Thibodeau, you don't have to switch your entire defensive scheme where you have players on your roster that has to get that has to get used to playing a four three. That is that is beyond belief to me. Um, but let's let's get into some uh, superlatives. Uh, I'm gonna start with you first, Jalen. Give me your offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie oh. of the year. Yeah, <laughs> offensively. Who's offensive rookie last last season? Jamar Chase. Yeah, it was Jamar Chase. Offensive rookie of the year. I think every rookie drafted. <sighs> Difficult. I'm probably going to the obvious pick. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson? I, I don't yeah. think that's necessarily an obvious pick. I like that pick. <laughs> Moe going to get Unchi. Moe, who the offensive rookie of the year this year? Chris Olave. Honorable mention, Drake, Drake London. I love that pick. But I hate that pick coming from you. I know, I man, because, you know, it's I, player, a Bucks fan, you know, <laughs> and then Desmond Ritter, bro. <laughs> nah, I what? Can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't because I feel like I'm, I'm feel like Brad is listening to me right now. I feel like I'm going to jinx it secretly. That's what I want. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? But like out in public, I was going to say Chris Olave just because it makes the most sense. Michael Thomas is coming back. Like, you know, Jameis is there, still there. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he hasn't been suspended yet. So at least until they come drop the hammer down or however long it is, I'm still going to be looking at it from the glass half empty full, uh, glass half full side um, of it. And I just think that he's the best wide runner coming into the draft. 
And when you, what do you need in an offense that at least with no more Sean Payton? So Dennis Allen, hopefully he sees Jay, uh, Jabu and says, hey, like, let's push the ball down the field, bro. I know but we got to be more efficient in doing so. But, hey, like, let's let's work you know short intermediate a little bit more this year let's let's work on your completion percentage let's let's get you in positions where we don't have to like depend on being like third and nines third and twelves the, the, like that where we can we can be balanced and i think that he's going to help out a lot with them and i just think that also uh my honorable mention was drake london just because i feel like scheme fit is perfect because arthur smith is going to use them all over the place um, and you have Kyle Pitts and him, both interchangeable parts that can move. You talk about Auden Tate still there. We got a literally got a basketball team. Six six Auden Tate, six five That's Kyle nice. Pitts, six four Drake London, six three, six four Cordero Patterson. Like, you know, it's 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 some size, but I just want us to use it the right way. Um size but also athleticism. But I, when you talk about Chris Olave, I just think that, you know, readiness was there. I think he got faded and everybody just fell in love with Garrett that they like. I think people were so like in love with Garrett, at least from the athleticism standpoint, that they just missed how smooth Chris Olave is. And we talk about smoothness. Michael Thomas coming back like that's going to allow him to be able to work. And you mean to tell me that he's going to be cooking up number twos and number three uh, slack CBs? Yeah, that's that's a movie. I like that pick a lot. Jalen, I'm coming back to you. Defensive rookie of the year. Who's your pick? Devin Lloyd. I'm actually confident that Devin Lloyd is, 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 is going to take defensive rookie of the year. Not going to be Kayvon, not going to be Aiden. It's going to be Devin Lloyd. Wow. Moon. Oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not even going to be number one pick Trayvon Walker, who is <laughs> who I do not like. So. Oh, man. Um... I'm not about to get into what Jalen just said. It's Kayvon, and my honorable mention would probably be Derek Stingley Jr. I say Kayvon to give to give the people out there my thought process. You pair him outside on one side, Aziz Ojolari. You got on the other side Kayvon. Kayvon can move all over up up and down the line. Play him inside, outside, doesn't matter. You pair him next to Leonard Williams, that's scary. Giants defensive line just got better. I think that he could stand up two-point stance, three-point stance, whatever the case may be, he can get to the passer. And then um, I know the schedule still has to be released, but I just feel like he can come in and make an instant impact when it comes to like sacks and production. And that alone in itself is going to be something they talk about, um, similar to uh, Chase Young's rookie year in a wow. way. And then uh, Derek Stingley for my honorable mention is just because I don't, I'm not one of those people that's, I'm not one of the public or even like Jello was saying, like on the draft that, oh, Lovey Smith is just going to play this man in Tampa 2 all the time. He is drunk if he is that, and he's way more intelligent than we give him credit for. Like he caught this man on draft day and said, hey, you ready to travel with the number one at all, the, all year? Wow. That don't sound like cover, that don't sound like Tampa 2 to me. So I'm going Derek Stanley, just ball skills, get interceptions and things. And I think that people will like try to try him a little bit more than Sauce because I don't know how much Sauce is going to travel, given what that system is in New York. Wow. Wow. For me, um, offensively, I'm torn. It will be either Jahan Dawson because I believe he'll be able to make uh, plays on special teams. Um, and Chris Olave crossed my mind as well. Defensively, I'm going Kyle Hamilton. I believe the Ravens are going to just mm. get a place to win. Uh, now, uh, I, I want to talk about, before we get into the NBA playoff segment, since we have some time, you all are doing phenomenal, too. Um, I, I want to talk about 
some 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 possible quarterback controversies, and it, and it may not either be any of them. But let's 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 talk about them. Uh, first, I want to talk about uh, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky. Who's the starting quarterback week one? Uh, Jalen Gopher. <laughs> oh man, Mitch Trubisky. I watched probably about what ninety eight. Eight percent of his games, I feel like when he was a Chicago Bear, um, saw all the good, saw all the bad. The bad outweighed the good by a good portion, and it wasn't just Matt Nagy. Um, it's, 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 it's it's a good thing Matt Nagy sucked last year because Mr. Bissy wouldn't be getting his starting job. Uh, so I mean, I think Mr. Bissy starts Week One, but by Week Six, I probably throw Kenny Pickett in there as a starter. Because Mr. Bisky just isn't that good. His best season, he had 3,200 yards, um, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. But it, I still feel like he's the same quarterback from that year. And that was the year that the Bears got Khalil Mack. Um, and the Bears defense was, I believe they were first in turno- t- turnovers. They Hold were. On, I, I, I actually have the screenshot because... Um, I screenshotted that uh, whole thing. Well, hopefully I still do have the screenshot. Yes, I do. Um, the defense that year in 2018, Chicago Bears, they had five Pro Bowls on that defense. Um, they were first in multiple categories. They allowed the least up, uh, uh, points per game, 17.7. Hey. They led the league in turnovers force, 36. Interceptions, 27. Um, and, and they also led for um, an interception return for touchdowns with five. Um, opposer passer rating. Um, they held, I guess, quarterbacks to seventy two point nine passer rating. Don't know if that's good or not because I don't know passer rating statistics. Um, and they were, and they allow only eighty yards uh, per per game when it came to rushing. So that defense was pretty stout, and that defense, sorry to say. Everybody who's out there that's Steelers fans and believe Mr. Bisky that's um, under them comments in the highlight videos, that defense carried their ass. And that's what people don't want to hear. So I, I had Mr. Bisky starting week one, but he ain't going to be starting for the whole season. Great take, Jalen. And uh, quarterback rating, I think the highest you can get is 158.3. So the fact that they were sold in uh, opponents to, to less than half of that is it, it, amazing. Mo. Who gets that job? Bro, we don't have to make this more complicated than what it is. Jalen, great take. But, listeners, Jalen wants you to believe that last year, Mr. Trubisky played for the Chicago Bears when that did not happen. Mr. Trubisky, where was he residing last year? In New York. In Buffalo. Where? Buffalo. Who's the quarterback? Josh Allen. Who's office coordinator? Brian DeBall. Who do you have to sit back and watch every day? Josh Allen. Like, you watched him in preseason last year. We said, oh my God, Money Mitch. I have the comment. I can go back into the threads. Oh my God, Money Mitch is eating. I'll just say, sometimes it's good to get away from toxicity. And you can't lie, Chicago Bears had a lot of toxic stuff going on in that season that Jalen's talking about, regardless how good their defense is. And and I'll just put this out there. This is not even a testament of Mitch, but when you when you have to go from not being a guy no more, 
Regardless if it's your fault, the other team's fault, you throw picks, bro. But twenty four and twelve is not that bad, bro. Like as 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 what we planting it out to believe. I really do feel, and this is just I'll be the person that's out on the limb. But them Jaffer and Kenny Pickett is only going to be better for Mr. Trubisky because it's going to just give him another chip on the shoulder because everybody has this narrative around him. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve that back. His first Steelers, uh, they they're gonna come in and they I got Kenny Pickett, so they can't really believe. Mike Tomlin is all about competition and enhancing the quarterback room. With the loss of Dwayne Haskins, they kind of had the draft quarterback. In re- in reality, that's what there was. Everybody, the public was leaning towards anyway. But I'm just saying this: a year behind Josh Allen, to have to sit there and be humble. I'm not about to sit here and, and rule out this man. He's my he's my starter week one, and I'll even go bolder. He starts most of the season for Pittsburgh and puts Pittsburgh in an even comfortable situation because you got a first round pick on your draft board that's not getting on the field. Why? Because Mitch is playing better. Mo, we stand with you. Um, Desmond, Don't drink uh, the Kool Aid; it's expired. <laughs> Sorry, but the sometimes, sometimes too much exposure shifts your perspective in too much of a way that that is leaning more towards consensus. So, where you sit determines where you see. You sat really close to Chicago Bears. You sat all the way up in it. You, you if your family Chicago Bears fans, you saw it. You watched Mr. Bisky. Yeah, but. I don't know how much you watched Mr. Bisky when he was in Buffalo. I don't know how much that you paid attention to all the stuff that was going on in Buffalo, like the fine print. And I'm saying that don't get so caught up in the Kool-Aid that you miss the fact that there's fine print on the package. That's all I'll say. More. Listen, look, more, 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 more. I'm just, I want you to, get to, to, to join the seat, Moon. I'm, I'm just asking you to trust me. Like, like I'm just telling you, trust me right here. Like, tr- trust me, Mr. Bisky. Trust me, man. It's not that I don't trust you, bro. I love you. <laughs> I, I I trust you, but you're telling me to dismiss what I saw in the preseason and throughout the season last year. You're telling me to 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 act like the season with the Bears happened last year when it's been time that's happened since then, like. That part, I'm going to sit here and say, I'm going to trust my eyes on that one. Now, now, what could I be wrong? We, we both could be. Yeah. You know? And if I'm wrong, but, I will admit it. Like, like, and I'm actually, I actually, actually, I think about buying Mr. Well, I don't know if I buy Mr. Bixie jersey because my dad's a Bears fan. So, <laughs> but. Uh, I will sit up here and say Mr. Bixie is the best quarterback in AFC. If, if, if he leads the Steelers to the playoffs and, and if he starts at least 10 weeks in, in in the season, and I'm starting. I'm talking about like consecutive weeks. If, if Kenny Pickett gets hurt, and, he, and like like Kenny Pickett ends up replacing him, and he gets hurt, then I'm not saying Mr. Bixby's the best quarterback in the AFC East, but I mean in in the AFC, not the AFC East, but in the AFC. But man, yeah. If I if I'm wrong, yeah, you know, I I uh, I I I, 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 I will admit it, but I don't think I'll be wrong. Like it's like 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 I'm just this confident that Mr. Bixby hasn't changed. And I'm confident that something had to change if he had to stay on a roster in Buffalo behind Judge Josh Allen. If it didn't, then they would have released him. If they didn't, he wouldn't have made, made it throughout the whole season. They would have found another quarterback. If they didn't, then they wouldn't have gave him preseason snaps in, in last year against your Chicago Bears where he came back to Chicago to say, hey, look, I've grown. If he's if I'm wrong, I'll literally come back on Read and React or Fantasy Vibes, wherever we put the content out at, and say I was wrong about Mr. Bisky. But 
Drake has a line. Time heals all and heals hurt and heals hurt to walk in. I'm just gonna say Jalen, them hills gonna be hurt or hard to walk in. Well, uh, well, one last thing on this thing. Well, I'm just telling you this. So he had a good preseason, and it's preseason, and you know, I was hyping it up because I thought it was kind of funny that he came back to Chicago, and he 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 was kind of like, you know, it was kind of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna show you up now that I'm now that I'm on a different team. But I'm just right. asking you, he he had four three yards last year in the regular season, threw one pick, no no touchdowns. I'm gonna ask you, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. No, no, but I'm, I'm gonna ask you, please go to that intercept that interception that he threw, he threw against the Colts. <laughs> You can't tell me that's not the same reason he was making on the Bears. Bro, you ain't never seen us get spicy over over Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Bro, me and Jalen know Jalen knows my heart at. I'm 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 playing devil's advocate on purpose in a way, but in reality, I'm like dead eyes. <laughs> like and he's right. That pick that there was thrown, yes. Yes, against the Colts, yes. But I'm not about to like sit here and say, oh my God, the jury is out. Because since Jalen talked about that 2018 season, he went 24 and 12. The year after 2019, he had 3,100 yards, 17 and 10, 83 passer rating. The year after that in Chicago, he had 2,055 uh, 2, yards, 16 and 8. So like. He only played 10 games for that last year, you said, also for contact. Yeah, 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 yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10 games. That's why his numbers is like, like that. But I'm just not out on him. I, I'm going to have faith in Mitch. And if I'm wrong, then hey, he disappoints me. But I'll, I'll admit when I'm wrong. But if I'm right, if Jalen's right, we'll, we'll see. But I don't think y'all opened up the show today and said, "Dang, they gonna be going in on Mitch." Yeah, yeah, passionate <laughs> about Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, My man. God, man! I, hey, he would, if you go to Brian Dayball and Josh Allen, and you up there in New York when it's cold all the time, and you got, bruh, you, and you part of a winning culture and a part of a winning team that is the Buffalo Bills, all right, something's got to change. Something got to rub off on you. Brian Dayball really wanted Mr. Bisky in New York. Um, also, the Bills, after uh, Mr. Bisky signed with the Steelers, uh, traded for Case Keenum just to improve the quarterback room. Uh, because Josh Allen is a risk taker, and I believe, of course, you know, you, you want Josh Allen to play 100% of the time. But I think the Bills are comfortable if Mr. Trubisky had to come in and, and play a few snaps. All right, I'm going to uh, do one Pause. more. Because what you just said is facts. Because last year at this around the same time, well, not at this around the same time, like later in the season, we said, who's the best backup quarterback in the league at this moment? If their starter goes down... Like, if the starter goes now, who's coming in and being the best backup? I feel like the obvious answer was Mitch. Like, that man's not a backup no more. So, we're going to do one more, and then we're going to get to these NBA playoffs, which we're not going to have much time for. Uh, so, uh, Desmond, Desmond Ritter, Moon, or, or uh, uh, Marcus Mariota. Who you think will be starting week one? And do you think if 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 you pick Mariota as a starter, will he start the entire season? Mm, no. But I won't. How do I say it? All right. I believe in the connection that Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota have. I think that Marcus is just watching his interviews and his press conferences and everything. He's a very humble guy, but also like aware um, self-aware too that he didn't play the best um, that he's had to learn and sit behind Tannehill he's had to learn and sit behind um, 
Derek Carr. Like, he came in and stretches. And I'm going to say that does he start the whole season? No, no. But it's not because of his play. I just think that I'm not projecting an injury, but because of his playing style, um, he's not like super, super risky, but he can be erratic with his throws sometimes. And just if I'm projecting, I love I, I love the Desmond Ritter pick. I know some people, <laughs> Jalen, didn't like it at all. But if I'm just, I don't know how quickly Desmond Ritter comes in and like, Starts. I really don't have. That's like one of the questions that has been bothering me, Katie. <laughs> like, who is a week one starter? If I had to just go off my gut, I'll say Marcus Mariota's week one starter. And how long does he start? I'll say about eight weeks. And that's the number that he's wearing, I think. Desmond Ritter is a winner. Not too many quarterbacks in this draft won more than Desmond Ritter won, especially during the regular season. Bro is a winner. That's going to translate well to the NFL. It wouldn't surprise me at all if. Atlanta announces after the third week of, of uh, preseason. That's when Renner's our guy. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Jalen, I'm going to give you a different one, and then we're going to move on. This one is a reach. Uh, this one is what I'm currently dealing with. Uh, uh, I'm going to give a shameless plug with my uh, Washington Commanders connected franchise. Carson Wentz, Sam Howe. I'm kind of firm that Carson Wentz will be starting week one, but will he finish the season with his erratic play? Jalen, go. Pretty confident that Carson Wentz is going to start Week One. I don't think he's going to finish the season right play. It's not not because his play going to be terrible. It's just going because he's he's injury prone. So I just think somehow he's going to step in at one point, probably start and maybe maybe even take the starting job because Washington isn't going to buy in on Carson Wentz long term, in my opinion. So and it's going to be like okay, well. We got to see what we got in Sam. It's, it's, we got we got to see what we got to Sam how it's it's gonna be kind of like how uh, Davis Mills got the starting job with the Texans. Like Tyrod Taylor, he's looking good, gets injured, and it's like okay, they uh, uh and then we got Davis Mills. Like okay, well, um, he doesn't look terrible. He doesn't look all oh, oh my goodness, awesome like a franchise quarterback. But we we, we willing to give this man some more opportunity. So. Wow. <clears throat> so we are uh, in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Um, the Heat are leading the Sixers 2-0. Um, keep in mind that uh, Joel Embiid hasn't played in that series yet. Uh, Celtics and the Bucks are in a dead heat. They tied 1-1. Uh, Suns and the Mavericks. The Suns are up 2-0. Grizzlies and the Warriors. They're tied 1-1 as well. Um, I'm going to kind of just let y'all do what y'all want. I don't have any particular questions. Um just talk to me about the state of the playoffs right now. We're going to start with Moon. The Mavericks was in that game until about eight minutes left, bro. And then everything, I'm talking about in game two of the Phoenix, um, and everything fell out. Um, and then final scores, 129 to 109. Like, bro, <laughs> they was out there playing with them boys last night in the fourth quarter. You see Chris Paul put that move on Luka where, like, he spent, oh, he is that like spent twice and then like went to the cup. You talking about Luca on, um, oh, oh, I know it's when you talking about Chris Clark because Luca had a move too on Cam Johnson. Yes, that, he did. That was bro, disgusting. That, he had him on the first spin. <laughs> that was, that was disgusting. But 
Yeah, man. Like the state of the NBA playoffs, I don't believe in the Sixers. And even with with Joel Embiid, I just feel like the Heat are just defensively too sound. And I think that it's just too hard for James Harden to play at the pace that he wants to against a Miami team that loves to slow things down and like make you have to play half court. They don't want you to get out in transition. They don't even. They don't even. Like, the way they be playing passing lanes, the way that they swarm on defense is, is hard. I love what Tyrese Maxey did. Um, but at this point, it's like, why are we talking about Tyrese Maxey more than we talking about James Harden in the playoffs right now? This is this is what has to be said. Tyler Hero is a bucket. And um, he has some reports after the game. Uh, and, I, and he actually just won six man of the year. So congratulations to Tyler Hero. Um, but... That that series, I got the. I ain't think that this is about to happen, but I feel like the Hawks are putting up a little bit more fight than the Sixers are, bro. And I know it's an entirely different series, but I I I don't think that the Sixers get a game in the series. I think it's a sweep, and maybe I'm being too. I. I, I I think they get a game of Joel coming back, but if he doesn't, it's 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 brooms for them. What is what is Joel really going to change? Doc Rivers ain't <laughs> cooking up nothing. Doc Rivers ain't cooking up nothing in the in the huddle. Like he's going he's going to change a lot. He's an MVP candidate. He's an MVP candidate, but in the playoffs, we saw what the Toronto series was like. Yeah, he had his moments and everything, but like, am I am I disrespecting Joel and B? No, I'm not. If you listen to this, I'm not saying he's not an MVP candidate. I'm not saying he's not a player, but we just saw what the Heat just did to Trey Young. Different body type, different player and everything, but they know how to strategize. I'm not betting against Coach Spoke, especially <clears throat> even with Joel and B, because I feel like even if it goes back to Philly, is that going to make them play more inspired on defense? Is Joel and B coming back going to really, what? like, since you said it's going to change a lot, and it's an MVP series, and tell me what exactly is it going to change? Is James Harden going to be more aggressive? It's going to give him a chance to be more aggressive because what the Heat can do, they can just lock in on James Harden. Like it's literally like, okay, we can focus on James Harden, nobody else. We got to focus on Danny Green, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias. Like we can solely focus on James Harden, and making his life harder, and make the others uh, 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 beat us. Versus. Exactly. Versus now, if Jane, if Joel and B come back, and now we got to worry about Joel and B, which is going to help James Harden. It's going to take all the, it's going to take some of the pressure off James Harden to where it's like, okay, we can't force the others to beat us because now they have an MVP candidate and Joel and B back, and and it, it just takes a lot, like it just, it just takes a lot of pressure off James Harden, takes a lot of pressure off Tyrese Maxey, takes a lot of pressure off the whole team. With this him being on the floor, was there pressure on James Harden in the first round? No. Well, I mean, I ain't gonna say it wasn't a pressure, but it, it was, but it still wasn't like, uh, like, uh, like it's 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 still it, it wasn't as much as it is in this round, but it was it's still pressure. If you had to give James Harden a letter grade for his performance in this series so far, what would you give? In this series? Yep, just this one. So far, two games. A D. What would you give him as a grade in the first round? C plus. Okay. What would you give Tyrese Maxey's grade in in this so far right now? He he'll give me in the Heat series. In the Heat series, I'll see. See. Okay. What about uh, the Raptors? In the Raptors series, uh, I would I would I would give him a C plus, close to a B minus. 
B minus. I always leans more to like B minus too. Uh, so it's crazy that we didn't sync like that. Um, do you think that the Heat have? Do you think that the Sixers have more depth than the Heat? Nah. Which is why I didn't like them trading Seth Curry. Yeah, I feel that. Um, but that goes into why my point is why I said what I said about it being a sweep. The Sixers don't have the role players to be able, and they don't. They're not bought in. Joel Embiid is not going to, in my opinion, this doesn't anything to do about player. This is about you can sit here and watch and see that they're either they're bought in or they're not. The Heat, whenever I watch them, they look bought in into their system. As far as defense, they're, they're the role players know their jobs. They know what they do. They know what they do best. Like from Oladipo to Caleb Martin to Max Struess to Gabe Vincent to all these other players, in Tyler Hero, like players that you wouldn't even think about like giving any shine or anything like that. They coming in and make a crazy impact. Can we go down to the Sixers roster and say who are players that's going to have equal impact in Philly for them not to get swept? If Joel Embiid comes back, oh yeah, that's why I didn't want like because because I don't like the Sixers role player. That's why I didn't choose them to win the series. But I don't think if if, if Joel comes back, I don't think it's a sweep. It's 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 at least a five game series. A question for both of you: all. Was is James Harden impact greater than Ben Simmons impact in the playoffs last year? I mean, I would still think yes. I mean, <laughs> you think so? Yeah, that's, that's tough because he went through a lot. I'm, like, maybe not. Ben Simmons went through a lot. That, hmm? about ben? Yes, yes, with the points. I mean, Ben Simmons did average 12 points. He averaged almost nine assists, and he averaged eight rebounds in 12 games last year. Was he as effective as scoring? No, but defense, like, all aspects of the game. Like, James Harden, who never averaged 30 points a game. In a season, even ever, I would say he probably won't even average twenty five points a game in a season again. I might want to say never averages twenty two points a game in a season again, unless he changes his diet. He has to change his diet. He has to stop going out and clubbing so much. He has to get focused. As you get older, you need to spend more time on your body. That's how LeBron James has been able to have his greatness longer than anybody. In a career, in, in the history of basketball, the closest is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but still, you know, he wasn't as if, he was never a, really a, a true great rebounder for his size. Um, and, and his scoring dipped a lot as he got older. Like, James Harden, in my opinion, I, I wouldn't even, cause I would consider not even resigning him. Like, he's played bad. No, you not, and I know. See, you can't do that because then... It's like, okay, well, maybe you should have traded for DeJounte Murray, CJ McCollum, or somebody like you kind of need to resign James Harden. Now to a max deal, nah. What is he going off? What is he going? He's not taking nothing less than a max deal. Oh, I thought like, reports just came out like that was like, you know, he he's open to taking less money. Now he's open because he's underperformed. Right. <laughs> like my my biggest fat my biggest thing is this to to what y'all <laughs> talking about now. As far as like James Harden, if Joel Embiid comes back, that is literally saving this man because all the focus is going to be on Joel Embiid. It's not going to be on Harden. So I feel like if you're Sixers management, you have to be like, man, Joel. I know we want him to come back, but we need to figure out what we need, what we're getting in this investment with James Harden. 
And I don't even think it would be too crazy for them to let him walk because based on all the game he was talking heading into when the trade happened and everything and given the situation is right now, it's not equal. It's not something not lining up. And then when you talk about the the depth issues for the uh, for the Sixers compared to the Heat, who else is about to step up? Like, I don't I don't know who, who, who I don't know, but. That's why I feel like his play needs to be better and to catch his point about his diet. Like, yes, that has, that has a, a lot to do with it. The clubbing and stuff, all that has a lot to do with it, too. But it, to me, it's just about the seriousness of the game, the seriousness of the moment. Like, do you really love basketball, for real? Do you, do you, love, do you, love, do you love being a dog? Do you love, can you come in and command the game in the same way that you did before? I don't know, like, if you can right now. And, yeah, like... I don't even say I'm being too harsh, but I just really feel like the best thing for the Sixers is for Joel and B not to come back. So you can really have to sit there and ask yourself, what are we doing with James Harden for real? Because we know we're gonna be doing with Joel and B. But what are we doing with James Harden? And is he is he is is him being in this role right now enough for us to be able to pay him the big bucks and then also to say that okay, he's number two that if our number one goes down, he can be the number one and we don't have to have any worries or questions about it. Those are the things that I'm thinking about, but makes me feel like this series is going to be a sweep. James Harden is one of the greatest scorers in the history of this game, right? Um, yeah. It's 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 hard. It's hard watching him play now. Um, he he's definitely increased his IQ. He passes the ball very well, but to be one of the greatest scorers in the history of this game, and he's struggling to score. Um, it's, I, I, I don't know. It, I just, I don't, what do you do with that? I, I, I don't know. What do the Nets do with Ben Simmons? I don't know. I don't have the answers, but just questions I wanted to propose because to me, he's not worth, I know the asking price at first was what, like 40-something million, y'all? Mm-hmm. Per season for him? Yeah. It was around that range, yeah. Is he worth half of that? I mean, I think he's worth half of it, but I'll say a little worth, bit more than half, too. He's worth 40 mil? He ain't worth 30 mil, if you ask me. In the regular season, he I think he can get busy still. But it's just my thing is playoffs. Like I've never diminished James Harden's greatness in the in the regular season because it's eighty two games. It's 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 weird. <clears throat> Chris Paul had an issue with him. Uh, Westbrook had an issue with him. It's something something we don't know. Something something's just not right. That that that's all I'm gonna say. That cold uh, shooting though. That cold shooting is something that needs to be like. Concerned like Philly, Philly shooting the ball so poorly right now. Like, I that's something that I don't feel like, even if they go back home, I don't know because they're playing Miami. Like, I don't know if they're just going to be able to magically save themselves just because Joel B comes back, or even if he doesn't, that they're going to be able to save themselves because of shooting. Um, but in my opinion, I think the Celtics Bucks series is more of a much watch than this Heat. Sixer series, I think the Bucks. I mean, yeah, that that series, and then also the Grizzlies Warriors series now being tied one one is more interesting than the Heat Sixer series. And I, I guess, <clears throat> I, yeah, that's what I'll say about that. Jalen, you could uh, talk about the playoffs, whatever facet you would like to talk about it. We got roughly five minutes remaining, so go ahead. Uh, I mean, it's for, so far the second round has kind of been like dead outside like the Warriors and Grizzlies like that's been like the only close series like the the, the Mavericks kept it close for most of the game game two but like I didn't watch that game because I'm like I'm like I already know what's gonna happen and when I saw the Suns were up like 72-66 in like the third quarter or maybe it was like fourth quarter 
I'm like, yeah, I'm like, the Suns going to pull away at one point. And they, and they did actually pull away because the Mavericks just ain't got the talent to hang with the Suns uh, through all four quarters and to win the series. Um, as, 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 as I predicted on bottom line, I was like, you know, they, uh, Luka gets you one game, but he doesn't get you any more than that. I, I like rewatch some of the game. But I just wasn't. I'm like, to, to me, that series doesn't like really entice me. Neither did the Heat series. Um, which I was like, you know, if that game was close to halftime, I, I then, then I watched game two of the Heat series, didn't watch it because I think the Heat were up like 13. I was like, well, this game is over. Um, I've watched every game of the Bucks Celtics series, of course. Uh, game one, I wasn't too worried because I was like, Jalen Brown play, played terrible. Everybody else on the Celtics plays terrible. Game two, the Celtics shot the lights out. Um, don't know if this is going to happen. Game three. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I definitely think that series is going to be closer uh, in game three and game four and 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 uh, going on. Uh, but I actually can't wait to see what to see what that series got in the store. And the Grizzlies War has been just so interesting. Like like it's been the most interesting second round series the whole the whole way through. With the Mavs, with the Mavs Sun series, the Mavs calling card this whole season, um, really especially in this new calendar year, has been defense. Defense, defense, defense. But the fact that y'all giving up this many points to the Suns in back-to-back games has me worried for y'all. Um, Grizzlies, Warriors, there's been so many people talking about T. Morant and uh, <coughs> all that type stuff, bro. Like, bro, just let a black father be able to support his son. Like, bro, come on. Like, all that type stuff, comparing him to LeVar Ball and all that. Like, stop it. <laughs> Celtics, Bucks, I think Jalen's being, like, He's 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 being modest. The Sussex Buck series and the that to me that's more of a that I'm watching that more closely than Grizzlies Warriors. And it's not by a wide margin, but that's more the series I have the most interest in. Because I feel like the fate of the Eastern Conference is dependent on who wins this series. And the next couple of rounds, because to me, somebody gotta beat Miami. Like, who has a better chance, Celtics or Bucks? We gonna see. But somebody got to beat Miami, and, or it's going to be Miami in the finals. And we're going to be looking up at the end of the season and be like, how did they get here again? <laughs> how, did they, how did they get here? Um, similar to the, to the bubble, the bubble team. Like, how did they get here? Oh, no. I mean, I had the—I mean, I ain't going to say I had the Heat going to the finals, but I definitely had them as a finals contender going into the playoffs. I had them going to the Eastern Conference finals uh, going into the playoffs. So, like, I, was, I wouldn't be shocked if they went to the finals. That's uh, if, you. If, That's if, if you, you that. being shocked if it's going to the finals. I'm talking more about the public public the perception, the masses conception perception of the Miami Heat, who was pretty much the number one team in the Eastern Conference most of the season, and people still wanted to talk about your Celtics more. They wanted to talk about. I mean, we did Bucks kick it on in 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 in, in the calendar year 2022. Just how badly the Heat lost in the playoffs last year. Yeah, like they got embarrassed in the in the, in the playoffs last year. But uh, you're right, Moon. Right now, the, I think the, the Heat may be the team to beat overall. No matter what conference you talk about, they they just may be the team to beat. We literally can go in so many different directions just based on that last point that KT just made. But I just realized that we ran out of time for the show, which is unfortunate because the conversation has been absolutely fire this whole episode. Speaking of that, we appreciate you for taking the time out to listen to our podcast. It's greatly greatly appreciate it do us a favor hit us with that five star 
rating on whatever podcast platform you're choosing to listen and experience our content on. And it greatly helps with the expansion and the exposure of our content and also to introduce it to new people that might be out there that need to be recommended uh, this podcast. Um, Special shout out to Real Ones Productions uh, for sponsoring this and all of our content. Couldn't do it without y'all. And uh, check Real Ones Productions out on the socials on Real Ones on Twitter, Real.1S on Instagram and also Real Ones Recruits on Instagram. And also check out our YouTube at Real Ones Productions. You can find more of our content. You can explore more of our brand. We greatly appreciate you. And until next time, we want to send you out uh, with peace, love, and nothing but good energy. Until next time, I'm Yos Moon for Jalen the Journalist. Happy birthday to Jalen again. And Lever KT, our gracious and wonderful host. This is Read and React. And like I always say, stay wavy. Peace.